Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC, providing primary and advanced specialty care throughout all of central Pennsylvania and beyond. A list of providers in the area can be found at upmc.com slash findadoc. Welcome to The Spark. I'm Anaya Falcon. The tax season begins today as the IRS will start accepting 2022 federal income tax returns. However, with a unique tax season behind us that included stimulus money, many may wonder what's new this tax season and what some key things that taxpayers need to know before filing this year. According to a survey published by the National Bureau of Economic Research, there's a widespread of lack a widespread lack of understanding about federal income and estate taxes. Benjamin Bostick, a principal with Boyer and Ritter and a member of the Pennsylvania Institute of Certified Public Accountants, joins us to provide some answers as we start this tax season. Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So, Ben, what's new about the tax season this year? Well, fortunately, there isn't a lot that's new, but there are significant changes from from last year um, with the stimulus money last year. And there was a lot of credits that were have always been available, but they were enhanced in 2021. Um, they're going to most of those credits are going to revert back to um, kind of previous levels. So there'll be some changes um, some there. Wow. So how is the IRS approaching this filing season differently when it comes to uh, customer service with the new resources and the funding from the Inflation Reduction Act? Well, the IRS is is sort of getting back to, to normal. There were several years there where they were working remotely. There was a huge backlog uh, and tax returns that aren't processed. And they've worked through a lot of those. Uh, the ones they have left, for the most part, are or returns that were paid or were filed by paper. So um, the importance of electronic uh, filing is, is still there. And um, really the, the increased um, help the IRS is getting should help you know answer the phone and process uh, tax returns timely this year. In a November release, the IRS warned that refunds may be smaller this year. What are some of the reasons why that may be the case for some? So for parents, uh, the big difference will be the credits. Um, the child tax credit and the child dependent care tax credit, um, those may remember if you had children, you were receiving um, part of your child tax credit through the year last year, well, 2021. And um, that's because the credit was almost doubled and they gave you half of it during the year. Um, so people got credits between $3,000 per child. Um, this year, it's going to go back to $2,000. So you can see there's a $1,000 to $1,600 difference per child. Um, and also the child independent care tax credit, you know, th- this is, there was a credit available there for if you paid for your children to be in, in daycare or, you know, um, some other service while you're at work. Uh, that credit was 50% of child care expenses. And this year, it goes back to 35%. And it's also you can only use a lower amount of expenses. So uh, the way that comes out, the credit went from being $4,000 or $8,000 per child 
last year it's going to be more like $1,000 per kid. So you talked about some tax credits that people can take advantage of this year, but what are some others? Um, as with every year, that you know, there are some um, energy type credits um, that have never amounted to much. Um, the Inflation Reduction Act in the will change that significantly in 2023 and going forward, but won't have a big change in 2022. So the same credits that have been available for years are still there, but a lot of them are at a lower rate compared to last year. According to the U.S. Census Bureau's 2021 American Community Survey, between 2019 and 2021, the number of people primarily working from home tripled. The number has grown from about 9 million people to almost 28 million. Many who have made the switch to working from home may wonder if their home office qualifies as a tax deduction. So what's the criteria for qualifying for that? So this is actually going to depend a lot on whether they're an employee or whether they're self-employed. Um, several years ago, uh, the idea of, re of deducting uh, unreimbursed employee expenses disappeared. And so if you're employed, your, your home office deduction won't be part of your tax return. Um, there, there is some availability to work with your employer to see if they'll reimburse those costs. And that would actually not be taxable to you. But um, unless you're self-employed, you're not going to be able uh, to deduct any of those costs. You mentioned two different terms uh, throughout our conversation here, tax credit and tax deduction. So what's the difference between the two? So a tax deduction is really reducing the income you pay taxes on. So if you made $100,000 and you had um, you know, your standard deduction, which is a, a tax deduction, or you itemize, you know, that reduces your taxable income, which, you know, dictates what your tax will be. Tax credits are dollar for dollar go against the actual tax you pay. Um, and they're and they're a lot, they're worth a lot more because a, a thousand dollar um, tax deduction is probably only worth, you know, 150 or 200 dollars. Uh, you know, a thousand dollar tax credit saves you a thousand dollars in taxes. Can you provide us with some insight on the American Rescue Plan Act, which went into effect in January of last year? And how will that affect those who receive income through Venmo, PayPal, Zelle, or Cash App? Well, there was a lot of concern coming into this tax season about that, uh, because what that law did was it reduced the reporting threshold to $600. And so there was a lot of people that, you know, use those apps to, to go out to eat or, you know, reimburse people. And they would have got 1099s this year that they would have needed to know how to handle it. Um, fortunately, it's pushed back one more year. So unless you have over $20,000 of income, you know, through one of those apps, uh, you shouldn't see a 1099K. But if you're self-employed and, and you're working, you know, maybe it's a mix. You, you probably want to wait to see what that 1099K says, because there may be some personal items in there. And how much do you have to make to file taxes in general? Um, I, I'm going to recommend everybody file their own tax or file a tax return every year, because, you know, back when we had stimulus money, they couldn't find some of the people that haven't been filing. Um, 
but the standard deduction for a single person um, is almost $13,000. So if your income was less than that, you wouldn't have any taxable income, but it also depends on where that income is coming from. How much uh, or how can people file taxes themselves this year if they're interested? IRS has several programs out there um, for free filing. It depends on your income. Um, and obviously, there, there's several um, companies that, that offer tax prep as, as well as tax professionals. So are there any downfalls to filing your own taxes? It's sort of the fear of of the unknown. You don't you don't know what you don't know. Um, so there are people that feel like they're saving money, but if they're paying more in taxes, um, are they really saving money? Um, so it just depends on the complexity. So if someone is interested in hiring a tax preparer, what are some key things to keep in mind when selecting a professional to file your file your taxes? Uh, I, I would certainly recommend you find a CPA or an EA. Those people have, have kind of gone through a vetting process with the IRS and, and the state, so they should be familiar with, with complex uh, tax issues. And, and really, that's the main thing I would look for. So when, inter- when interacting with a tax preparer, what are some key terms that people should be aware of when working with one? Well, I think most people will try and break it down into into easy English, but you need to understand where all your money's coming from, um, whether it's investments. So it's really about you know coming to the table with with everything you have and um, just being very honest about you know what's going on, so that there is no miscommunication there. Right, and for those who don't know, what's a W two? What's a, a ten ninety nine? Things of the, that nature. Sure. You know, a W-2 is is kind of the most basic because it, it's it reports your your income that you receive. And and obviously that number is going to differ from what's actually on your paycheck because there are taxes withheld. Uh, 1099s, for the most part, report all the other income you receive, whether it's investment income or um, income from from rentals, you know, interest, dividends, all the above. How much do tax preparers receive from uh for doing your taxes? It it, it ultimately depends on um, kind of how complex your tax return is, um, the size of the company you're working with. You know, it could be anywhere between $100 or it could be thousands of dollars, depending on, you know, how many states need filed and the complexity of everything else you have going on. Is there a percentage that normally taxpayers receive? Or so actually, so actually, um, CPAs aren't allowed to work on contingent fees. So it's generally going to be a set amount. Um, most people have their own established hours, or you know, rate per hour, or or it will be you know, kind of a flat fee. So how can taxpayers best prepare their documents and get organized to file their taxes this year? So generally, I recommend with starting with last year's tax return. Um, because for the most part, you're going to have the same things. Um, there are some different checklists out there, but you understand where your money's coming from. So you should wait for all those documents to come in. Um, for the most part, all those documents are due uh, January 31st. So they should you should have most of your documents here by by next week, if not this week. 
So what time frame is considered early uh, for filing taxes and what are some of the benefits of filing early? Well, this is certainly early today. Um, and I can tell you that my software wouldn't allow me to file tax returns today because of some forms not being finalized. So it depends on the complexity. Hmm. Um, as far as filing early, the, the biggest benefit is obviously you get your refund faster. Um, you think about how many people have to file, the longer you wait, you know, the longer it may take for them to process it. Um, but I would say almost equally important is fraud. Unfortunately, there is a lot of fraud out there. And, you know, if someone gets your social security number, they will try and file your tax return early to try and get your refund. So the earlier you file, the more you protect yourself from that. Are there any cons to applying for an individual tax extension? No, um, other than the thought that an extension doesn't extend the time you have to pay your taxes. Your taxes are due April 15th. It doesn't matter whether you file them today or whether you file them in, in October. Uh, the taxes technically are due April 15th. For married couples and single people, uh, what is better? Uh, as a married couple, is it better to file jointly or separately? 99% of the time, it, it makes more sense to file married filing jointly. Uh, there are unique situations like last year where um, a child tax credit could could be sort of adjusted by that. But if if you know a husband and wife are on good terms, they, they generally should file married filing jointly. So who can claim a, a head of household and how does that claim affect one's taxes? The head of household is a special designation for, for basically an unmarried parent. Um, so you have to provide more than 50% of the care for the child. And you also, the child also needs to live with you more than 50% of the time. So it, it's kind of a unique situation for, for single parents. And tell me a little bit more about who people can claim as a dependent. So for the most part, anybody that uh, you provide more than 50% of their support for uh, could possibly be eligible for um, a dependent. Um, not all those dependents qualify for large credits, um, but, it, but it just depends and also depends on their income. So about how long should it take to receive your tax returns this year after filing? It's a little too early to tell. Uh, typically, they'll be about 10 days. And um, I, I've seen that generally in the past. Um, but for some people, they get like an earned income tax credit. The IRS will tell you that they can't file, they can't provide those refunds till mid-February. All right. Talk to me a little bit about taxes, uh, filing taxes for business owners and how it's different uh, when it comes to individuals. So it depends on the formation of the business. Um, businesses could file um, a partnership return, a corporation return. Um, and also some businesses, you know, they they actually just go on their personal return, you know, as a self-employed person. So it, it all depends. And actually, a CPA can work with you to, to go through the various tax benefits of how you file. And what's the deadline for filing taxes this year? Well, I would tell you it's April 15th, but as in several years here, um, that falls on to a Saturday. 
Um, so it's actually not till the 17th or maybe the 18th. I've, depends on Emancipation Day, which also sometimes delays it one more day. Ben, what's your experience like as a CPA, um, you know, during different tax seasons last year in particular? And, um, you know, what are your hopes for this year? Well, this year for tax preparers, it it might feel like the first, you know, um, back to normal year. I've been doing this for 13 years and the last two years have been very challenging with with last minute changes and um, just, you know, everybody was having issues the last couple of years functioning as a business. Uh, so it's a lot of long hours these first couple of months, but um, everybody seems to understand what they're going through. We've been speaking with Benjamin Bostick, a principal with Boyer and Ritter and a member of the Pennsylvania Institute of Certified Public Accountants. You're listening to The Spark on WITF. I'm Anaya Falcon.